having a wonderful day. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. So good to see everybody. And uh, welcome to this podcast. And as you come in, let me know that you're in. Let me know what city you're from. Also, don't forget this podcast is on Spotify. It's on Spotify and Apple. And uh, and if you go to Spotify and Apple, you'll get a chance to hear my inner Tupac. Because, well, I ain't as cool as Tupac, but I'm kind of like the Tupac of finance because because we we about to get into it today. We're about to have a conversation today that I promise you, you will not hear on any other platform unless they're copying off of yours truly, because we do it big like nobody else. We on another level with this. So anyway, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up. But buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on DrBoyceTV.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I want to say what's up to everybody. All my other intelligent black people that are in here, uh, God bless you. Now, remember, when we talk about intelligence, I ain't talking about how long you went to school because there's a lot of educated idiots. I'm not talking about how much money you got. I'm not talking about how smart you are even. I'm really talking about people that value intelligence. If you don't value intelligence, then you need to just get out of here because we like to think, we like to grow, we understand that we cannot fight racism if we don't use our brains. Give me an amen in the chat if you agree. Give me a yes uh, if you understand or give me some sort of signal to let me know that we're on the same page because we got to start this conversation off right now. Today what I want to do is uh, first of all I want to greet you uh, and, and and then also I got to do an audio check. Give me a yes if you can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me. Give me a quick yes. Uh, I'm in New Jersey. I'm at a hotel and hotel Wi-Fi as you know cannot be trusted and so I want to make sure that you guys can hear me. Okay give me a quick yes. Uh, Michael Holmes, Kimmy G. I see you. Uh, I see you Jones uh, from Faminda out of Austria. Wow. Austria. How cool is that? Uh, shout out whatever city you're from. Robert Knox, Tara Redmond. Good to see you. Uh, Chris Williamson, Michael A. Dickey, uh, Alicia. I see you guys on uh, on Instagram, too. My Instagram is Dr. Boyce Finance. As you know, sometimes we get a little black, extra black and extra radical on this platform. So I was deplatformed by Instagram. But you know what? It don't matter. You can take away those 430,000 followers because, you know, we got millions everywhere. We got millions everywhere. People don't even know. We got th- we got three YouTube channels with over 300 something thousand subscribers. We're going to have a couple with over half a million. So we killing it. We're getting it done. We're not scared of nobody. So keep on keep on challenging us. We're going to challenge you back. You shoot at us. We're going to shoot back. You fight with me. I'm going to fight back because I'm born a fighter. Shout out to all the Vietnam vets who raised kids like me. My daddy, Larry Watkins, was a Vietnam vet. And he taught me to be a soldier. So anyway, speaking of soldiers, I want to talk about Tupac today. Uh, and Tupac is an interesting topic recently because uh, how many of you have been following? Give me a guess. We've been following this whole thing with Tupac and, and the arrest of Keefe D and all this stuff. And, uh, and I'm going to actually explain to you guys why this is a heavily economic conversation. I'm going to explain to you why, in my view, the Tupac Shakur core situation, this is called the situation, uh, is is because it is more than just, you know, an assassination or a killing. It's, it's, it's a situation, right? It's complex. It's crazy. It's interesting. It's been intriguing for a lot of people for a long time. 
but I'm going to tell you, it's heavily economic. It is all about economics. And I'm going to give you about six reasons why this is this was this is an economic situation. Uh, it was an economic situation. It still is an economic situation. And I'm going to break all that down. Now, do me a favor before we begin. Please hit that thumbs up button. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Everybody real quick, please hit that thumbs up button. Hit that subscribe button. You got to subscribe so we can grow these platforms. We're growing intelligent black content. We have to fight the big media giants out here. We cannot do that without your help. So please do that. Also, uh, you, you guys know we're talking about our great artists like Akila Nihanda, who is the female Tupac. I, I love Akila Nihanda and she's super dope. And uh, and so this is what we're doing. We're not just talking. We're getting things done. And you guys know in 10 days, 10 days, 10 days, we have the All Black National Convention, which is the largest gathering of intelligent black people on the planet. The largest gathering of intelligent black people who are gathered solely and specifically for the purpose of improving the black community. And also, we are not sponsored by any corporation. Uh, there's no major big white corporation giving us money. We're not getting money from from uh, from the Democrats. We're not getting money from the Republicans. This is uh, our convention for our people where we solve our problems with our scientists, our therapists, our financial experts, our family experts, our leaders, our thinkers. That's what we got, y'all. We built this. And so if you want to join us in Atlanta, it's going to be in Atlanta, October 20th, just a few days from now. Just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. It's also a great place if you have a Black-owned business to get support for your business or if you just want to hang out and meet like-minded people. So allblacknationalconvention.com. We will have virtual passes on sale in the next few days as well. All right, so let's get it cracking. Let's jump into Tupac. All right, so Tupac, Here's what I want to break down for you really quick when it comes to Tupac. Now, I'm the same age as Tupac. I don't remember exactly what his birthday is. Let me Google that, actually. Uh, what is Because I think his birthday is close to mine. What is Tupac's birthday? Tupac's birthday is June 16th, 1971. Now, check this out. Did y'all know that me and Tupac were born four days apart? Four days apart! That's crazy, right? I think that's so crazy. Uh, so so our, our birthdays were really close, you know, and I, I was connected to Pac. I followed Pac's situation and everything. And actually, uh, my buddy Ice Cube, you know, Ice Cube and I are friends. Uh, he bought he bought some Powernomics books and we gave, you know, we, we gave them away. Uh, I, I like this guy a lot. His birthday is actually five days before mine. So we're both Geminis. My birthday is June 20th. Uh, Pac's birthday is June 16th. I, Cube's birthday is June 15th. How about that? Right. So uh, they, they're gangster on, on their microphones. I'm going to be gangster on this microphone. They, they are hip hop gangsters. I, I am an intellectual gangster. And so uh, so uh, this maybe this is why those were two of my favorite artists. And this is why I'm talking about this topic. But also remember, there's a deep economic conversation. So I'm about to be financially gangster and break it down for you. So you'll walk away economically more intelligent after we talk. All right. So here's the deal. All right. So let me give you some reasons why the Tupac conversation, just the whole Tupac situation. Not, not just from what happened back in the in 1996 to what's been happening since then and what's happening right now is heavily economic. Number one, Suge Knight. Did anybody hear about this? There is a um, there there was a conversation. Uh, I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but there was a discussion in which Tupac told Suge. Uh, right around that time that he wanted to leave death row records. If you don't recall, uh, Tupac was with death row records with Suge Knight. And he told Suge, uh, Hey man, you know, this has really been great. I appreciate you getting me out of jail. Again, another part of the economic conversation, Suge got Pac's attention because Suge invested in Pac when he was an undervalued asset. Does anybody remember? Get, answer me in the chat. Does anybody remember when Suge Knight went and invested in Pac and got Pac 
uh, signed with Death Row. Hey, anybody remember how that happened? It was actually quite brilliant. Suge Knight was a very smart man. He just, uh, he just, unfortunately, he had bad economic culture in Death Row Records. There's a lot of crazy stuff and people getting beat up and cussed out and, and and smoking and drinking and all this other chaos, which has no business in a business, right? This kind of, this is what I call in my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. This is what I call bad economic soil. This is what I call bad economic culture. So Suge Knight, unfortunately, had bad economic culture, which is why Death Row Records, which could have been a $50, $100 billion company, ended up dying. However, Suge Knight was a very intelligent guy. The way he signed Pac was he went to Pac when he was locked up. He went to Pac when he was down. He went to Pac when a lot of people weren't paying attention to him. He, he went to him when he was, in, as we say in finance, an undervalued asset. And so he went to, to, uh, to Pac uh, when he was in jail. They signed a contract on a piece of toilet paper or something crazy like that. And next thing you know, uh, Pac ends up. Give me one second, guys. I got to open my door. Hold on. Sorry about that. I'm back. I'm back. I had to go and let the maid in. My apologies for that. Uh, I'm in a hotel I'm in New Jersey. I'm going to do some interviews today. And, uh, I got some business to handle. Let's, in case you guys are actually in my stock market class, this is why we're not having class today. It's because I have some stuff I have to go do. But anyway, let me get back to it. So, so Suge went and signed Pac when Pac was uh, at his lowest. Now, if Pac had been at the peak of his career at that time, it might have been harder to sign him. If he'd been at the peak, it would have been a, a much more expensive transaction, right? So a lot of you, just like when we talk about investing in stocks, give me a yes if you're a stock market investor. I hope everybody says yes because everybody needs to invest in the stock market. Uh, there were stocks that cost $100 now that were $50 just a few years ago. Uh, if you bought Apple stock you know, back in, say, 2014, uh, you'd probably be extremely wealthy. If you spent the same amount of money we spent on iPhones, sneakers, new cars, and everything else, or just the amount of money that, that people spend on new cars, the average new car note is 700 and something dollars. If people put that much money into stocks like Apple, stuff like that, you'd probably be extremely wealthy right now, even if you'd started doing this, you know, maybe in 2015 or 2014, right? So, so Suge did what a lot of smart investors do. You invest in an asset while the value is low, and then you uh, you come back and you uh, own it or you sell it when the value is high, right? So effectively, this is what Suge Knight was able to do and able to pull off, which was absolutely brilliant. So that was, so the, it was the economics that led to Suge and Pac even being able to form an adequate partnership. All right, so what's the second uh, economic connection here? Uh, did anybody hear this? There's this uh, funny, weird little thing, Keefe D. Keefe D's a guy that got arrested for killing Pac. Uh, there was a, a, a discussion. Keefe D mentioned this in his book. He claims this in his book, that Diddy put a million dollars on Tupac's head. That he uh, said, anybody who goes and gets this dude or gets me a death row chain, uh, that, that's one of the things I heard, I read that he said. And again, you don't know. This is all speculation. It's all alleged, right? So I'm not saying Diddy did it or didn't do it. You guys can uh, believe what you want. But uh, what did he do? He offered a million dollars, right, uh, to allegedly, again, to go after Pac. Well, money is the motive. Money is a great motivator in our society. You live in a capitalist society. So uh, think about this. And, and it's not just uh, the, the ditties and the pox that get mot motivated by money and people like that. You and I get motivated by money. Think about this. How many of y'all uh, went to work in the last 24 hours, went to a job, went to a place that you didn't even want to go to, a place you would normally never go to on your own uh, free will? You went there. Why? Well, because somebody said, if you show up here, I'm going to give you money. Right. So money is power. 
you understand me. Give me a yes if you follow this. Money is power. Money motivates people. Money can make uh, can make. When I got money, when I started, when I had a little bit more money, I suddenly became much more handsome. I did not realize this. I didn't. Did y'all know this, fellas? That that money will make you a more attractive man. Money will make your jokes funnier. Money will make you the most interesting man in the world. And money will make people fall in love with you like that. Right. Literally, I, I I saw that. I was like, wow, this is so crazy. Wow, I'm still the same guy. But because I have money, she fell in love with me in 48 hours. I don't know if that's real love. Right. It ain't the same thing. But still, money does make a difference. Actually, um, I wrote a whole book about it back in uh, 2006 called Financial Lovemaking, Merging Assets with Your Partner in Ways That Feel Good. I wrote this when I was on the faculty of Syracuse University shortly after I finished my Ph.D. in finance. And uh, I was utterly fascinated by how money drives behavior so heavily. So if you want to be free from other people controlling in your behavior, then becoming financially free is a great way to do that. If you want your children to not be slaves, slaves are people whose behavior is not in their control. Being a slave technically means you don't control your own decisions. You don't make your own choices. Well, if you want your kids to not be slaves, then teach them how to be financially free, right? We have things for free, like the $5 a day investing plan, which we've promoted like crazy in the Black Business School. We helped over 10 million people invest for the first time doing this. Um, it, it's totally free. Go to boyswalkins.com and you can find this stuff. I encourage you to do that because if you don't do this, pay attention now. If you don't put your children in a position where they can be financially free, then you're kind of signing them up for slavery. Because America is a capitalist society where the capitalists kind of run everything. So if you want to be free, you've got to be able to break away from the chains of the capitalists. The people that were ta- that were trying to go after Pac to get that million dollars from Diddy, allegedly, uh, these were not people that were financially secure. These are not people that already had millions of dollars. These are not people who, are, who uh, were financially uh, capable of doing what they wanted. These were people who needed money. Right. So effectively, uh, and, and most bribes aren't for a million dollars. Most of the time we get bribed for, you know, a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks or whatever it is. Right. So ultimately, what I would say to you is uh, is, is is not only is that one of the other ways that the whole Tupac situation was very highly economic. Did he could not have gotten people if he did allegedly, if he allegedly did these things and got people to go after Pac, he couldn't have done it if he said, uh, go after this guy and I'm going to give you a big hug. Or if you go after this dude, um, I'm going to, um, you know, send you some Popeye's chicken. No, he said, he said, I got a million. Uh, give me a death row chain and uh, and, 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 and I'm going to make sure I take care of you financially. All right. So that's another area where the Tupac situation was highly economic. It's a highly economic conversation. Understanding economics means you can understand what happened here. Most of the time when you see things happen in this society, a capitalist society, you got to follow the money. Give me a yes if you're following what I'm saying. Please, everybody, hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. You're watching DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, don't forget, at the All Black National Convention, that is a great opportunity for you to meet like-minded people who are pro-black, pro-wealth, pro-family, pro-black love. If you are in that category, if that is who you are, and then join us at the All Black National Convention. Also, my new book is The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. If you'd like to get a copy, just go to drboycebooks.com. Search for the word autograph. I'll even sign it for you. I'll sign it. And we have a family business. Our kids, my, my kids, literally, our kids in our house will ship the book to you. They work for me. That's how. That's our business school. In our business school, we teach them how to run businesses. We don't do business school like they do at the universities where they give you a bunch of theories and a bunch of textbooks. I actually teach the business school in my house to our kids by having them run a business. So the part of the business is with you. So if you'd like to get a copy of that book, uh, just go to drboysbooks.com and it'll be my kids that actually ship out the books to you. All right. When I say my kids, I'm talking about 
all the kids, the kids that work for me, like they're all my kids, like every black child that needs a daddy. I like to volunteer for the job because I really want because some, some of my kids just need good daddies. And, and my job is to like be there for any kid that needs that. All right. So let's see. Number three. Uh, here's another uh, reason that the Tupac situation uh, was connected to money. Uh, well, um, you know, one of the reasons that they uh, that they they had this whole gangster situation uh, going on was because uh, be, well, partly because when Pac made Hit 'Em Up, which was one of the greatest diss songs of all time, right there with No Vaseline. Shout out to Cube. I think I think No Vaseline might might be right up there with Hit 'Em Up, mainly because No Vaseline was just one guy. Ice Cube made this point. I, I agree with him actually, but maybe I'm biased because he's my friend. Um, he 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 said, <laughs> he said he said that was one guy who took out a whole crew, right? It took out all the NWA. Whereas Pac needed help, but I don't know how much I agree with that completely because Pac really didn't need any help. If you heard Hit Him Up, you'll know that the other guys on Hit Him Up, you don't even remember who those guys were. You don't remember what they said, but you remember Tupac. You know, uh, F, F Bad Boy as a record label, as a staff, and as an utter ucking crew. And if you down with Bad Boy, they uck you too. Cheeto XL, uck you too. Y'all remember that, right? So so Pac uh, did Hit Him Up, and part of the reason that uh, that was a problem financially was because when he did that song, he destroyed or he he harmed the brand of Bad Boy, right? It kind of uh, created a situation where uh, people were looking at them like, maybe you're not Bad Boys because we just attacked you. And uh, and actually, you see a lot of this happen on YouTube, right? You'll see people that'll go banging on each other, like um, like the uh, uh, like like the, the whole internet has become just kind of this crazy place where people are just throwing lobbing shots at each other and attacking each other and all that. I don't like all that stuff. I kind of just disconnect from a lot of it. I don't even watch diss videos on me. I understand why you're doing it. You need the money. Again, money is the motive, right? So I understand you need the money. Uh, putting a bo- putting Boyce Watkins' name in your video is going to get you views. That's going to get you a check from YouTube. I understand that. So that's why I'm not playing the game because I'm a, I understand the game and, and it's not a game I want to play. However, uh, that's what, that's what was also happening with this whole situation with Pac and Biggie and everything else. Uh, also, uh, now another, um, another financial implication of the whole Tupac situation was that part of the reason that he was uh, killed, that he, that somebody took him out was that not only were they getting revenge for what he said, uh, for the destruction of their economic brand at Bad Boy, again, if Bad Boy was connected or whatever, right? It, uh, but also to inflict economic damage on death row, right? Because why? Well, because Tupac, as I've mentioned to you guys before, was a billion-dollar asset. He was a billion-dollar commodity. If you use financial valuation models to determine how much money Tupac would have made for that label over those all, you know, all those years he would have been alive, uh, it would be in the several billions of dollars. So when, when Pac is gone, so is a bunch of money. That's something to consider. So ultimately, um, getting retaliation on him was an economic retaliation to hurt harm you know, to economically harm Death Row Records. Uh, what else? Uh, the Biggie retaliation that that happened shortly after Pac was gone. Right? Anybody remember that? Give me a yes if you remember that. Right? Or if you were if you were kind of aware and, and there at that time. Well, when that occurred, I remember thinking because at that time I was working on my PhD in finance, and I remember thinking. Wow, somebody's going to lose a lot of money because Biggie also was a billion dollar brand. And if you want to understand the black community and where black wealth disappears, all we study in the black uh, business school is black wealth and why black wealth is disappearing. Well, one of the things that kills black wealth is when you bang it on each other. 
When y'all don't know how to sit down as men and have a conversation and squash the beef and understand the bigger picture, that understand that your families will go hungry if y'all keep on fighting, that the community will suffer if you keep on beefing, that black people as a whole are going to lose billions if y'all can't shut it down now, if you can't get gangster enough to do what the mafia families do when they have a beef, they have a sit down. Give me a guess if you understand what I'm saying. When when the when the Gambinos are fighting with the other families or whatever, they try to have a sit down because why? Well, because they understand this basic idea. They understand that beefing and killing and fighting is bad for business. Bad for business. I talked to a brother and I got to go actually because he wants to interview me on his channel. I can't remember the name of his channel, but I'm going to come back and tell you because I really liked him. And he said, I don't understand. He said, I'm from, my family's from Jamaica. And he said, in Jamaica, I, we do things different. He said, when men start beefing, we don't get chatty patty with each other on the internet. We don't lob YouTube videos at each other. We don't get on Twitter and start tweeting about each other. He said, we call each other. We get on the phone. Do y'all understand? Y'all understand? Yeah, and, we, and we figure it out on the phone before there's too much collateral damage inflicted. Do you understand? So because somebody couldn't get on the phone with somebody, because Pac was so traumatized from being shot and, and Biggie is doing whatever he's doing and, and Puffy and Shug and everybody's being gangster. You know, and again, this is all a show for white people, by the way, because who owned those magazines? Again, another financial connection, another financial connection message. Uh, remember, uh, why were they why was this blown up anyway? It would you wouldn't have known about it if it wasn't in the magazines. Well, who was running the magazines that were writing all the stories about these black men that want to kill each other? Well, they, they, why were they doing it? It was the money. It was the money. Again, that's let me write that down. That's another check mark. I'll probably give you five or six reasons why money was a driver in the whole death of Tupac and Biggie. All that whole situation was driven by money. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I hope you understand that you don't, you may not know you're in finance class right now, but this is the best finance class you can ever get because I'm explaining to you how wealth disappears right before your eyes and people don't see it because all they see is the beef and the drama. They caught up like children. Ooh, he going to get him, yo. Oh, do you see what he did? Oh, man, no, he didn't, dog. He talked, he said, man, stop it. Stop it. Grown men, grown women, please come in the room. I need the adults in the room. The adults in the room understand, look, if we don't stop all this, we're going to burn the whole building down. We're going to destroy everything we got. We got it good. We death row. We eating lobster and shrimp over here. Diddy, bad boy. We sitting in corporate offices. We, we living better than black folks have ever lived. And you putting all that in jeopardy because y'all want to act like a bunch of damn slaves. And y'all know I want to use the N-word, but I'm not going to use it because YouTube gets mad at me when I do it. But y'all know exactly what I'm thinking right now. That that niggity culture, that niggerosity has cost you trillions of dollars in possibility and opportunity because, because some of us refuse to grow up. That's it. There, I said it. I got to finish this. I can't stay as long as I want to. About to I got meetings I got to do. Do me a favor, please. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Just a reminder, this podcast is on Spotify and it's on Apple. So if you look me up on Spotify or Apple, you will find me there. Also, uh, my website is boycewatkins.com. 
if you're interested in learning more about economics, we have tons and tons of stuff. We have stuff for your kids, like free stuff and low cost stuff, et cetera. Uh, I'm a finance professor. I know what I'm talking about. So if you believe me, then feel free to go to boycewatkins.com. There's lots of great stuff there. There's a training called How to Make Money Without Working. There's uh, uh, the $5 Day Investing Plan. You can get free e-copies of my books. Just all kinds of stuff. So feel free to go to boycewatkins.com. I got you. I talk about wealth from a black perspective, and that's it. And uh, and that's just what I do. All right. Anyway, let me keep going. So I'm connecting Tupac's and Biggie's situation with money. Okay. Y'all ready? You ready? Let's finish this up because I ain't got a, lot, a whole lot of time to, to uh, keep doing this. Uh, what else? Um, we talked about the media. If you take money out of the equation, that whole beef does not exist. Why? Why? Well, because media created the narrative. Media creates the back and forth, the chatty patty, the whole like, did you hear what he said about you? Uh, well, what do you have a comment, Biggie, for what the Pac said about you? Uh, are, are you going to respond? Think about this. media, not just um, not just the uh, print media and television, but also record labels. Record labels make trillions of dollars by getting black men to fight each other and act like children on wax. That's what they do. We've been doing it for many, many years, right? So effectively, uh, these record labels were making billions by acting a damn fool, by getting us to act a fool for the entertainment of other people. We suffer the damage. They get the entertainment. That's what it ends up becoming. Uh, last but not least, this is the last connection with economics. I've made a short list. This is a list I made in 10 minutes. So if I sat down for, for 20 minutes, I could probably make a list twice as long because I see the money everywhere in terms of how it moves and, and creates incentives. Where do you think all this thug culture in hip hop even comes from? With this this whole idea, with, think about this. Look at how many artists you see got tattoos from head to toe, 55 gold chains, Rapping all about how many babies mamas they got and how many black people they're going to kill. Do you think, give me a yes or no, give me a yes or no. Do you think that they would do all that if they were making no money doing it? Like, do you think that that all of this stuff would really be as popular as it is if you could not go around the world and fill up a, fill up a stadium full of white people who will sit there and pay you a million dollars a show to stand up there and hold your testicles and call yourself the N-word? Like, seriously, like, process this for a minute. This is all, again, this is all economic. You could literally, a, a rapper with a good beat, pay attention now, he can make a song called Die in Word Die. Die, Iga, die. Die, Iga, die. I'm going to kill you like a fry. I'm going to shoot you like shoot you in the eye. Right? He can make a song like that called Die in Word Die. And that song could make a ton of money. That song could be a hit. And people will be dancing to it because it has a nice beat. So that So the money is so powerful that it's got you dancing and singing to the beat of your own genocide. Somebody could literally get up there and do a KKK rap and talk about how many black people they, they, they killed last week. And people will dance to that, including black people. And money will be made off that. So there's a whole industry built around the destruction of black people, the economic destruction, the spiritual destruction, psychological destruction, physical destruction, all that. So, 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 so this is something I want you to understand. I got like another 60 seconds before I got to I got to get out of here. But I hope that this helps you understand how the economics drives everything. And part of the reason that you have chaotic situations like this, in my view, is because you are an economically fragile community. Uh, you're also a community that lacks the self-esteem to be able to simply say, no, we won't do that. To say, no, that's some things are more important than money. No, we're not going to poison our kids for money. No, we're not going to let our young people die for money. No, we're not going to embarrass and humiliate ourselves for money. No, we're not going to disrespect our women for money. How, how about we disrespect your women? You really think they could rap about white females the same way they rap about black females and make the same money? What y'all think? What y'all think?
You know, do you think they could rap about killing other people the same way they rap about killing each you killing each other and make the same money? What do y'all think? Do you think that will be allowed? The answer is no. So, so look, folks, I mean, the racism's everywhere. The racism is all over the wall. And it's important for you to understand that because if you never get it, then you won't get it. If you never get it, then you ain't gonna got it. You ain't gonna never say you can, you got it. So, so what I'm saying to you is that this Tupac biggest situation, in my view, as a financial guy, it's all about the economics, people. So I want you to sort of look at that and understand that. And then when you see other chaotic situations, I want you to look for the economic connection because that's what drives most activity in America. All right, I got to get out of here. Uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, also, my new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. Uh, it's actually going to be on Audible in the next couple of weeks as well. Some of you requested that, so I went ahead and, and, and got that done. Thank you to, uh, to, to Michelle Martin and the rest of the team for helping me get that finished. Also, I hope you guys will join us at the All Black National Convention. It's going to be in Atlanta, October 20th, just in 10 days. We will have virtual passes in the next few days if you can't make it. But I'm telling you, the live experience will change your life. Either way, go to allblacknationalconvention.com. That's allblacknationalconvention.com if you'd like to learn more. And in addition to that, if you'd like to get profit alerts sent to you via text or our, a list of AI stocks that I like, things like that, or a $5 a day investing plan, just text the word STOCK. To 31996. Text stock to 31996. All right, guys, I'm out of here. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And now I got to go apologize to my team for being late, but I love y'all so much. Sometimes I just got to get the whole message out, but now I got to run. So talk to you later. Love you. Have a good day. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three, what did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.